Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, senior dog pet parents. This is Dr. Monica Tarantino, and you're listening to Senior Dog Revolution Podcast. Welcome back. So this week, we are going to have the final stem cell therapy episode with the lovely Dr. Julie Reck. And we are going to talk about the criteria that we look for when we're actually selecting a patient for stem cell therapy the ways that we've actually used it in our clinic the past year and how our patients have actually done with it. And so this is the third series and the third final series on stem cell therapy for you guys. Hopefully you've had a chance to listen to the previous two episodes. The first one we talked about mobility and how it is such an important part of our pet's quality of life and something that you really need to start thinking about when they're young. So not just when they're seniors, but when Honestly, since they're born, we should be thinking about it. And then the second episode, we talked about the basics of stem cell therapy. So what are stem cells? What is regenerative medicine and more? So if you guys have any questions or want to learn more about it, definitely go back and make sure you listen to those two episodes. But without further delay, here is the rest of my interview with Dr. Julie Reck. So tell me, because I imagine that not every patient is going to be perfect candidate for stem cell therapy. So what is your process for kind of picking a patient that you think that this would be helpful for? That's a really, really important question. And, and case selection is a big part of this. So the number one reason that we would be unable to do stem cell therapy in a pet is if there is underlying cancer going on. It is too new of a therapy um, for many, many reasons. I don't even want to speculate. I'm not saying that it makes the cancer worse or anything like that. We just don't know. And to be honest, it is a huge investment. It, it, it's an investment financially that we want to be practical with if we are dealing with a terminal illness, it might not be practical to invest in stem cells. Um, but when I say invest, it's not just a financial investment. We also, you know, need to be respectful of what we are putting our pets through procedure wise. Yeah. So my ideal patient is a patient that, um, is experiencing joint disease, but does not have a, obviously no cancers and is healthy enough that I am not worried about them surviving an anesthetic event. So, um, a very low risk on our anesthesia risk scale. Um, interestingly enough, I want to give a couple case examples. I have a wonderful senior patient that, um, it, she has done really, really well, but about four years ago, I diagnosed her with the beginning stages of chronic renal failure. And we, you know, she's a wonderful owner and literally her owner has done everything I've recommended from diet changes to supplements to, you know, increase her kidney function, um, and all of the monitoring. So this is a pet that we've been able to really manage the level of kidney disease with that. Um, so she, she's not experiencing any loss of quality of life from the kidney disease, but really her joints were now the, the biggest limiting factor for her. So because she was going to be a healthy anesthetic candidate, we selected stem cells for her. And I know our podcast is really about joint mobility. And, and that is the passion that, um, has driven me to 
do stem cells, but in some cases we're actually able to put the stem cells to work in other places. So we did stem cells as joint injections, but also we did an IV dose for that patient. Um, and it's not going to, to heal her kidney disease, but there is some thought that the stem cells can then go and, and help make some of the heal, some of the renal cells to still ward off the development of that. So we had two big reasons to, to go ahead and spring for stem cells in that patient. Um, I have another patient that we just recently. So the, the IV dose that you're talking about, that is goes systemically in the patient. So it goes into their bloodstream and it travels throughout the body. Exactly right. So again, and you're saying, well, how the heck would that stem cell know where to go? Well, again, it's recognizing those chemical signals where, you know, the body is distressed or there's a disease process happening and saying, Oh, this is where I need to go to work and let me do my thing. So again, with this having kidney disease, be, it would be able to detect like, oh, right. we, we need to get to work here in, in the kidneys and, and help that kidney function. That's amazing that you did it in two places for that pet. So systemically to try to help its kidneys and then locally on the joints that were most affecting her mobility. I think that's amazing. And that pet, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> she's done fantastic. Um, and she has the best muscling that I have seen of any 14 and a half year old large breed dog. Which is amazing yeah. because not only is she well into her geriatric years and would be experiencing muscle loss from that, but she's literally had kidney disease for, I think, five years now. Yeah. And kidney disease will cause muscle wasting absolutely quite rapidly. So yeah. it's been thrilling just to see how well that have, this pet has done and, and the quality of life she's been able to maintain well into her very geriatric years. Um, and you know, another story about a different patient of mine that I have who is actually a similar age to uh, the one we ended up doing stem cells is, um, a golden retriever patient that is 14 years old, actually 14 and a half, which we never want to limit the actual age. But if we are going statistically on that, she is very, very old for that. Yes, absolutely. She's a super healthy pet. Um, she dealt with a lot of obesity in her early years, and we made um, some very specific targeted diet changes for her, and she's accomplished tremendous weight loss success. So we've gotten the weight off of her. We're doing some of the other joint therapies and, and pain medications for her. I can literally find nothing wrong with this dog internally, um, but she still is un- a little bit uncomfortable joint wise. She's still a little slower to get up. She's still not able to do some of those activities she could do when she was younger. So her owner, um, scheduled a consult where we really talked about, okay, I mean, I'm doing the pain meds and I'm doing the joint supplements and, um, and all the things, you know, is there anything else? And, um, this pet had a couple lipomas move- removed at different points in her life. So she had anesthesia for those. This was a few years back. And so she was probably 11 or 12 when that happened. And for her, those anesthesia episodes took a toll on her, not long-term on her health, but they were, that was a big event for the dog, you know? And, um, so I want to, you know, be respectful of that. And in her probably jumping to stem cells. And again, when we consider the term invest, we have to consider, is it worth investing in financially as well as what we're willing to put the pet through stem cells was something I wasn't super excited about. Um, 
But what we ended up choosing for that pet is the PRP, the platelet-rich plasma. So that was that was very easy to collect. Um, this patient, you know, hung out with me for the day. She spent a day in my office. <laughs> yes. uh, we collected a blood sample. And then we have a filtration kit that I run it through um, that ends up providing me with the platelet-rich plasma. And then I was able to inject that product directly into her joint under really light sedation. Yeah. She had a easy breezy experience and it um, was all done in the day. And again, that platelet-rich plasma is going to be the ultimate anti-inflammatory in those joints. Um, the other thing that's really exciting about stem cells as well as PRP is that we really don't have to worry about side effects. Right. Unlike drugs or pharmaceuticals that we put our patients on, they all have side effects. Most patients don't experience them, but there are risks with all of them. And other than just the risks that we accept for the anesthesia or the light sedation, no side effects, yeah, which has been pretty, really exciting. That's amazing. And I love the two examples you just gave because you talked about regenerative medicine with two different in two different ways. So mm-hmm. one was the classic with the stem cell therapy, and the other was a pet that you didn't really feel like was an ideal candidate for those anesthetic events with the stem cell therapy, but that you thought the platelet-rich plasma um, choice or route would be better fit for that. And, um, and that's really exciting. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what we, how that pet does with that. So it was yeah. very recent that we just did that procedure. Yeah. About two weeks ago. So yeah. I'll be rechecking her in, in about a week. Yeah. Super exciting. The one other thing that I wanted to mention about Dr. Rec watching her do these workups of these patients and selecting her cases. Cause as she discussed, she doesn't just pick every, every single dog with mobility issues that comes in. She picks her cases really wisely for stem cell, which is what I love about her. Um, that she's very practical and it's important that we're not picking cases that we don't think will do well. But before, for most of these dogs that she is describing, the majority of these dogs, Dr. Rec will actually either have x-rays taken of both their chest and their abdomen and or an ultrasound. I've seen her send these pets for this kind of um, thorough thorough imaging before she actually does it. And that's really important for our geriatrics. I think it's probably less important for the younger dogs that you might be starting to do it on. But for those dogs that are geriatric, like she said, she always tries to screen for cancer before we're putting them through an anesthetic event or even a sedation for this um, so that we can make sure that we're treating that whole pet and really doing what's best for that pet. Um, um, as a, as a, on a whole level, as the, looking at the patient, um, from every single medical perspective possible. Exactly. Um, and you really hit the nail on the head when you said we really have to do a thorough evaluation to make sure there's not any underlying mm. cancer or a, a disease that we need to start to manage first. Right. Um, and you know, I tend to have two types of patients that I'm, you know, engaging in with a mobility consult. Sometimes it's a brand new patient to me. So we really have to start from scratch, you know, and I'll go ahead and run blood work. Of course, we'll do our mobility evaluation. Maybe we'll do x-rays that day. Um, if we're really, really serious about stem cells, we can um, do some additional imaging for that. Uh, if we've not tried pain meds in or anti-inflammatory oral medications, sometimes that is a starting point. It doesn't mean that we're not going to take that leap, but sometimes it's just a nice segue so we can see 
how well this pet has the potential to feel. Um, so maybe we'll do two or three weeks of an anti-inflammatory and then reevaluate. Those are fun because sometimes mom and dad are like, oh my God, she's acting like a puppy. <laughs> how, how can we keep her like this? Now let's talk about stem cells. Right. Because now you can see the veil's kind of been lifted on what that chronic pain has done to that pet. Um, so you can start to see your, the personality come back in your dog. Yeah. Um, and we, we can feel really confident that, that, you know, taking the action to actually regenerate the health of that joint is, is a great next step. And there is really a dog under all that chronic pain to, yeah. to, to bring back to life kind of I love uh, that. with that. I love that. Um, and so, and we'll, we'll, we can talk more about cases that she's done, um, in a little bit as well. Maybe in a future episode, we'll be lucky enough to have her back, but I will tell you guys, one of the reasons why I wanted her on here to talk about stem cell therapy is that in our Facebook group and in my conversations with senior dog pet parents, a lot of you guys are running into these really serious mobility issues with your pets and you have them on anti-inflammatories. You have them on joint supplements and you're looking for other kind of modalities to kind of start thinking about. And this past year has been really eye-opening for us with this modality. So we just wanted to kind of bring it up as something to maybe ask your vet if they do. If they don't, there are places that do it. We are located here in Fort Mill, South Carolina, um, just outside of Charlotte, North, basically Charlotte, North Carolina is where we're located. Um, and I, I do think, you know, um, if you're close to the area, you can always give us a call and try to set up an appointment with Dr. Rec for a mobility consultation. And she can kind of talk to you about mobility issues with your pet if you guys are interested in that. Yeah, really exciting. And I'd be happy to consult with uh, anybody who has an interest in preserving and protecting the mobility of their pet. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. It was wonderful. I love these conversations. Awesome. I can't, I, I cannot wait to get the feedback on this episode from you guys. And um, thank you guys as always for listening to us and supporting us here at Senior Dog Revolution. And I hope that you and your pets are having an amazing day. That is it guys. Thanks so much for being here. If you have a few moments to leave me a review, I would be so appreciative of that. You can either go to iTunes, leave the review on Apple or to Google, wherever you can actually, you're listening to this that allows you to leave a review. It means the world to me. It helps our, our podcast get found easier for other pet parents, just like you. That's it. Thanks so much guys. I hope you and your senior pets are having an amazing day. All content on Senior Dog Revolution is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice for your pet. Your dependence on the content of any information found on Senior Dog Revolution is at your own risk as nothing discussed or mentioned here can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. As always, for veterinary care and advice for your pet, please see your veterinarian.